Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Okay, so guys, welcome to episode 121 of the Property Magicians Podcast. You've just joined us. My name is Vangina Makwagwa. I am your host for the show. I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so they can fill up their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. Oh, I'm so excited for today's podcast. And with me is my incredible co-host. Hi there, hi there, property magicians. Hi there. We are very excited. We haven't done a look. Um, a podcast together in a bit of time so it's been it's been good we've been chatting for over half an hour before starting the podcast so hi Vangile and hello property magicians I'm Dr Miranda prop doc mom I am a property mentor co-host of this podcast and the co-founder of property magicians Stockfell then do you want to tell people about our Stockfell Yes, so guys, uh, the Property Magician Stockfell has a mission to help women of color, I guess, or people of color, <laughs> create generational wealth, right? And how will we have a whole, we set ourselves a five-year goal, which we realized was really tiny in retrospect, but <laughs> we want <No>. to <laughs> Stockfell owned 250 million rand, which is about 17 million US dollars in um, income generating assets in terms of property by the end of 2025 or 2025? 2024. 2024. Yeah, 2025. Yes, the end of 2025. Yes, oh my gosh, like we're almost at 2024. How can I forget? It feels like running the stock out for a while, but actually we haven't. We actually started it in August 2021. Wow. So actually it is about, it's probably 2026, but whatever. We'll yeah. probably hit a little bit before 2025. And guys, if you want to be part of this movement and you want to own property, you want to have make a consistent uh, extra stream of income and start building passive income, but you want to do it within a collective because we can do so much more together than we can on our own, then I want to encourage you to go to, we want to encourage you to go check out, to join us. And if you are based in Namibia, South Africa, Lesotho and Swaziland, you can go to Huawei um, and go to Petal Search. And you can look for the Stockfella app. Stockfella is, uh, is spelled S-T-O-K-F-E-L-L-A. Again, S-T-O-K-F-E-L-L-A. You can also find the, the app on uh, Google Play, on Play Store, and you can find it on iStore. Download the app and then look under groups to join a group and look for Property Magician Stockfell. And then yeah. simply join 
If you are not in any of these countries that I've mentioned, then I want to um, invite you to go to wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfile. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfile. Yeah, and Stockfile in this case is spelled S-T-O-K-V-E-L. Again, S-T-O-K-V-E-L. And um, go look for, um, and go look at how you can join the stock file if you are based outside of these four countries. We have at least 50% of our members are outside of these four countries. So you don't have to be based in these countries to be able to join the stock file. So, but with the stock file also sponsors this podcast. So we're greatly grateful. <laughs> so. Yeah. Today we have an incredible guest for you, and I'm going to let Misa tell you about the guest before we move on to the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. I get excited about um, the kind of property investors we get on, on our show. Today we've got Tembisa Gunene. He is a Swazi national that grew up in South Africa. And what I love about his story is how he fought with his dad. Um, because he had a different dream from what his father had a dream for him. And the story has come 360 degrees full circle where as an entrepreneur and a property entrepreneur, he is actually developing a house on his father's, um, the same father, <laughs> on his father's land in, in, in one uh, suburb in, 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 in South Africa. And he is going to turn that into, into an, a guest house or Airbnb. But I just love the story of what a young person can do in a, in a short space of four, of, of four years. And I think my inspired story as well then was that when I went into LinkedIn and I just said real estate mm -hmm. Africa, I didn't say South Africa, I said real estate Africa mm -hmm. plus property investor. He was right on top with Kenyans and Somalis and 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 Ethiopians, right? And he has got a company called Libertalia and he has gone and partnered with big property uh, management companies and um, property financiers and an incredible story. I really want, I hope it inspires every young person that's listening here. He's 25. He feels like he has lived another 35 years and I really was inspired by his story. Yeah. So he, mm -hmm. he is a property manager. He, oh, he, he is also a property agent mentor and a property investor now becoming a developer yeah lots of it lots of stuff in, in this episode so you'll thank um, us later take a listen yes guys without further ado let's listen to Tembisa. welcome to the podcast Tembisa. how are you hey thank you i'm very well how are you doing <laughs> Fine, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Can you please um, introduce yourself? Thank you for coming through when Misa asked you. I know you guys connected via LinkedIn. Um, so my first question to you is to say, who are you? 
How do you describe yourself as a soul and what do you do for a living? Okay, so my name is Tembisa Winston Gunene. Um, just to describe who I am, I'm an entrepreneur by profession. I am a selfless philanthropist by passion. I would call it, okay. <laughs> I would call it in a way of sort. Yeah. So, um, and I ask you, uh, I actually like your question. Um, who are you by soul? I think I'm an old soul. I discovered that many, many years back growing up. Um, very things that int- interest me are history and, um, you know, you know, just always having conversations about serious topics. So that's when I discovered that my passion really lies in, in, in me being an, an old soul and that's the type of soul that I am. And yeah, that's basically who I am. Where did you grow up? Are you married? Oh gosh. Oh, he jumped on. Okay, I think it was. Okay, so Tembisa is back. <laughs> hey, sorry so, about that. So you were beginning Lisa. to tell us where you grew up and um and where you live and yeah. Okay, so so I I was born in in Swaziland. Oh yeah. And yeah, I grew up there. And I, my dad was in South Africa. Mm-hmm. I then moved from Swaziland where my mother is and I, and I stayed with my dad. So, and yeah, that's how I, I got into South Africa. And I've just been living here all my life. This was when I was about five years old. And okay. um, yeah, so who, how, what, where I grew up was in, I started, I stayed in, in the Northwest where my dad uh, was in, in the space, in the mining space there. So he used to travel around. So I've moved throughout provinces. I've lived in okay. Northwest. I've lived in Bumalang. I've lived in, um, in, in, in well, Kauteng, which is where I am currently. Okay. Yeah. So my dad is a farmer. I grew up in a farm. And I learned a lot through that whole life experience. I did go to a, a very, very good school. Mm. Um, so I was also exposed to a lot of uh, good things that I had never seen before, you know, in terms of life experiences, learning other cultures. So my school was international. So we've had different races, different cultures from all over the world, from Italy, England, even, um, you know, your sub-Saharan countries in Africa. So you've had everyone and obviously, people from South Africa and I've built relationships. What school is this? Why would it sound like Waterford now? <laughs> I know you said you grew up here, but what school is this? <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's Woodlands International College. It's in, oh, it's in Boxer, Ekorulen. I've never heard of Woodlands International. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's, it's in yeah. So, I, so I your dad valued education a lot. A lot. He... Even till this day, he still reminds us how what he's done for us. <laughs> he's given us the best education. And yeah. you know what? Oh, to be honest, I, I only awesome. started um, I only started appreciating that recently. Uh, when I say recently, I'm only 25 years old, by the way. Mm. Um, you know, I've gone wow. through I've gone through certain stages, and there was a time in my life where 
I wanted to be a soccer player when I was young, in like primary. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Are you good, I was like, though? yeah, I mean, I was following my passion, right? Because I'm good at soccer. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, no, so um, mm-hmm. I, I then happened to, to, yeah, I was actually, I was very good. I was a sports captain. Uh, I got accolades in the sports, in, in the, okay. like, the school accolades. So I was very, very passionate. And I had offers from Petrus Motipes' uh, foundation to play for, for them wow. as well. Yeah, so this was back in primary. And yeah. my dad was so against that. Uh, he was so against uh, following your passion. He was always for education. He was for always education. For, yeah, um, read, reading, reading, reading. Doesn't matter what you read, just read. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. there's no point in playing sports because you can, you know, um, get into a car accident and you could lose your legs, but you'll never lose your mind. Your you know, mind. so it's always yeah. emphasizing Had that you. on us. Yeah, so sure. Technically, yeah. you can lose your mind. You could, you know. <laughs> you can. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that your dad was like that and that you're happy. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm a believer in allowing uh, souls to follow their passion. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I am so happy that this has led you to this point, which is why you're now on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Tembisa, please tell us. How did you get into property? Tell us about your first property. When you bought your, when you bought your first property, I mean, you're really young. You're 25 years old. When you bought your first property, were you thinking of uh, property investing? Yeah. Um, I, it was actually, okay, how I got into real estate is, so as I was telling you guys the whole story about my dad, right? So we got into a dispute. Yeah. As I grew older, um, ah. I, then, I then had to look for a different passion other than um, just going to university, right? Because I was academically, I wasn't so sharp. And I think that's, yeah. those are, that's one of the things that my dad um, did not, I suppose, those back then, yeah, yeah. back then, um, which had caused a lot of issues. So I'm just not getting straight into that. But how I got into property is I then yeah. had the opportunity to go out there and be independent. And I've had, and I've had friends help me get into um, their parents from the school, which is something that, oh. that I appreciate as well, is I built relationships in the school that allowed yeah. me to get to certain spaces uh, at a very young age, right from, from matric. Wow. And I then... Yeah, and I, I became a, a recruitment a receptionist for a recruitment company for one of my friends' uh, parents that owned it. Oh, nice. And then, so, yeah. So I got, I, I, I was the guy in the front desk receiving all the CVs. So I see, I see. <laughs> that, that, that's how wow. I got into property. <laughs> but property now, recruitment, so they had an HR agency, a yeah. human resource agency, or was it HR inside of a property company? Oh, yeah. So it was actually an HR agency um, for okay. every industry. I just happened to open a file. I, 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 I'm an old soul. I believe in intuition and the universe and energy yeah. and, you know, yeah. God. And so yeah. I opened You've come to the right podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah. 
so, um, so yeah, I just, I just opened the page and literally one of the description was looking for a young driven entrepreneur to learn uh, real estate. It was just as simple as that. So I, oh. I think what, what caught my attention was young driven entrepreneur. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll do the research later, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice. So I just opened my, I'd send my CV through and the lady called me for an interview. I told her about my life story and boom, she said, okay, cool. You can become my PA for now and I'll help you build your, your entrepreneurial journey mm-hmm. as you go along. And that's was how it I, for a real estate company. Yes. It was Pam Golding Properties. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Pam Golding Properties is like um, one of the, the best, you know, one yeah. of the top residential mm. and commercial uh, real estate mm. in companies mm. in, in South Africa. So I got the best training there. Um, I'll give yeah. them credit for that. Sure. You know, so, um, and then I obviously ventured into my own thing where I, I started learning how to, because that industry does allow that for you to get your own accreditation t- until you become um, a, an, an, an agency of your own. So how yeah. I then got my first property was I had learned so much about the industry, okay. um, access to resources, access to find um, not just resources, access to relationships, access to um, whatever you need, you know, to, for it to be an advantage for you when you're getting into a property investment. So what I mean by that is how, um, how to approach distressed sellers and um, yeah. how to help them in, in a mutual run to help yourself acquire property. Sure. As well. sure. So I, I, I was privileged enough to, to know the status of a seller where I then offered to take them out of that situation. And then I acquired that property. For a very, very good bargain, for a massive bargain. So, um, wow. you, so what do you want to share the details? <laughs> like distressed property, um, yeah. what does it not mean? They owed the bank or were they getting divorced or was it a death in the family? Um, so this one mainly was for migration. Migration, yeah. So they oh, were leaving. Yeah. They were leaving the country. Yeah, but usually it is the case. It's death divorce case or um you know it's a it's a the bank repossessing a property so fortunately with this person they had an opportunity to go overseas and they did not want to you know stress about the, that one asset especially when you have big asset um you don't want to stress about that when you're all the way that side and you know for sure that you're not coming back Okay. Um, so I was then in, I was, I then offered a condition of, of getting the property for a bargain and then you don't have to worry about that asset, of course. And I'm able to give you, um, this specific figure that we've agreed upon. And that's how I, okay. I, I, I acquired my first property. And were so, you, do you, were you buying um, it to live in or were you just buying it as an investment that having learned what you learned and were you an agent at the time yes i was an agent at that time i was i was i was at a point in my career where i was starting my own thing because i had acquired all that 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 knowledge and experience and confidence so um that's where this was when i was 21 Mm. so i then uh made the offer uh just solely for investment purposes to get a tenant in 
and they can fund that bond um, up, un- up until it's paid off. So even right now, what I've learned about the game is, especially when you don't have commitments like family, like wife, kids, mm-hmm. um, rent, 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 and then acquire properties, acquire yeah. as many properties as possible. Yeah. So uh, that's the strategy I've been using since then. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So do you, do you mind walking us through how did you, you were a real estate agent. Did you have savings to buy this property? So it was your first property. Did you have savings? Um, do you feel before even asking more questions, do you feel comfortable sharing figures? We usually ask people to share amounts and figures on this podcast, just because it helps other people understand what's possible out there, right? So how much was the property worth? How much did you spend in terms of a deposit? Did you go to a bank? How did you get the resources, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm more than happy and willing to share the figures. I think it will inspire a lot of young people out there. Um, Not just young people, even the the older generation that that does not necessarily have access to that information. So Mm. I... I, I was listing the property to sell it. It was an urgent sale, right? As an agent. Yes. So, yes. so already I, I sort of had that information that, okay, cool. This is a property that's going for sale. Um, it's, this is the actual purchase price. I know this thing will sell tomorrow when I list it on, on the property portals. But I would also love to acquire this for myself. So um, I then, then set up a strategy. So I set up a, a, a savings for my commission. So we are commission earned. Uh, we don't have a salary. We only get paid when we sell a house. And there was a house that was about to register that I had sold prior. And I was going to use that commission to pay for the, the, the bond costs. So the bond costs were about 20,000 Rand. Mm-hmm. Um, both, both bond and transfer. So the total okay. cost. Yeah. Oh, so, that's actually quite affordable. Yes, yeah. the the value of the property is four hundred and fifty thousand rand, but I got it for two hundred and seventy thousand. No way! You had two hundred thousand equity right from the bat. From the straightforward. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was so, four hundred and fifty thousand, and you got it for two hundred and seventy thousand. Yeah, I remember the numbers so well. <laughs> Yeah. Please tell us how you worked this magic. I mean, this is negotiation That's magic. That's ridiculous. <laughs> right? Like, this is negotiation magic. Yeah. So, how did um, you do this? So, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to say my first property was simply luck um, because I remember I had listed the property. So, I had charged oh. commission for selling the house. So, when I approached the seller, one of the things I mentioned was, let's take away commission. Um, and then we're selling it for a lower price now, right? Before, be- be- before even getting into the, into the negotiation, let's take away the commission. So already that dropped the price of the property. Ah. And then the second negotiation tool was, you are rushing to leave. Um, I am willing to put down my, my I'm, I'm willing to get a, a home loan application on this amount. I, I do have a good credit, so I know I'll, I'll definitely I'll, I'll get approved. 
but mm. unfortunately this is my affordability so um you are urgently trying to get rid of this property i am urgently trying to acquire it so it was a conversation around that mm. um so it, yeah hence i'm saying it was luck because no seller especially no sane person would let go of their memories dreams or or you know ex- experience investment asset <laughs> just for two, you know so 200,000 and less so I, I i call it that but um i think i was very very lucky to just be able to negotiate to that number and i think my personality also played a role because when i did this it was solely for helping this person as well as much as it would have benefited me um yeah. i was i was i was really really for helping this person yeah. So yeah. they knew they were in a hurry to sell and it was like time, 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 time. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I see. That is I see. so incredible, especially it because you did this at 21. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the yeah. boldness of youth. I really, I mean, every time it just bowls me over. So, and at the time, uh, Tembisa, you had never approached the bank for finance and you had never really put in an application to be considered mm-hmm. for a bond yeah um oh okay yes so I, I had never done i've so bear in mind that i am in the industry right so i was the one that did applications for other individuals absolutely so mm-hmm. i i knew the bond origination aspects of things i knew the the credit score aspects of things how to build that quicker um I even though I got that property as a bargain, I was already mentally financially preparing for getting my first property at that, so, especially that year. So it just happened that I found that one specific budget. So I already started building my credit score prior. I already started um, saving for those transfer fees prior. Um, even though they were over my 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 actual budget, I I sacrificed majority of my commission to pay it off because I knew it would pay, pay it off in the long run. Okay, mm. awesome. I awesome. love this. So, I love that you started mentally preparing to get a property. I, honestly, I mean there are things that are things and started building the credit score because that's the difficulty mm. for most people. We all want, but. We, we don't know where to start and, and, and yeah. mentally is where you begin, you know, mm-hmm. that's where you begin. So yeah. Tembisa, tell me, you still own that property? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, it's, uh, I've, how have I've, you I've, extracted I've... money out of that property? Can you give us some mechanisms that still continue <laughs> to work for you? <laughs> I love property for this. Yeah, mm. so... Um, so it's it's it, I mean it's 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 there's only uh, sixty thousand rand left oh um, to pay. Oh wow! Off. Yeah, and and I have that a tenant. That is incredible. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and and I have a tenant that's paying me a rental income of four point five per month, yeah. excluding mm-hmm. water and electricity and all the other consumption. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm already netting, um, but. That money does not go to my pocket. It actually funds. It's funding my the second property I got, uh, which we can we can get to that conversation uh, just now. But yeah. Um, so so yes, I it and my reason for for trying to pay it off as soon as possible um, is simply because of the fact that I want to start 
I understand that, you know, when you get a property, an investment property, people always assume that my tenant will pay off this property in the next 20 years. So okay. my, my financial freedom will only start in 20 years. But yeah. you do get people who want to get their financial freedom as in like next year, you know, yeah. I want to start building that passive income. And that's, that's the mindset me. that I have for myself. <laughs> totally. totally. <laughs> that's always <laughs> been me. Like I was like, I'm never going to wait until I'm, wait 60, until I'm 60. I live the life that I want. Yes. I'm like, it's going to happen now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> I get to Tembisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's, 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 that's basically where, where I'm sitting at now and um, trying to use, can, can I tell you a story about my second property? Um, yeah, please. We were going to ask you, so how to you move from this one to property number two? And uh, mind you, you said you are still renting, isn't it? The sorry? Place that you, the place oh, that you live in. Yeah, where, yeah. where I currently stay. I'm still renting. Um, it's a it's a bachelor single bed. Uh, well, it's a double bed. Sorry, but it's a it's a single room. It's a I mean yeah. a, a single a bachelor. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, well, listen got, up. You're 25. What do you need a lot of space for? Exactly. Okay. Right. Exactly. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, how so, do we move to second property? So my second property was very similar, except I did not pay a bond on this one. I did not get a bond on this one. I did not get, um, I did not have to pay massive transfer fees on it. I got into an installment of sale agreement oh. with, with the owner. Okay. So this, is a, this, this was actually a property in, in a, it's in a golf estate. And oh, wow. the, value, the value is, 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 is quite good. And it's an apartment, it's a two bedroom, two bottom apartment. And it was a divorce sale. Okay. So I don't know why, why my energy always throws me to that left, like that distress market. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was a divorce sale. How I got into, how I got to acquire the property was I got into an installment of sale agreement with the owner because the, the so they were married in community of property and the, oh, no. the wife, yeah, the wife did not want to have anything to do with the owner. So, um, and obviously the the responsibility was quite high for the owner. So then they decided to to move out. Yeah. So both both moved out and wanted it sold urgently. Um, so then how I how, how the installment of sale agreement goes is just to also inform your audience. Uh, mm. You. The, this this is actually legal. It's 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 there's a law for this. It's yeah. the land um the the, the alienation of, of land, land act. act. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you are you you can pay this property off in five years. Uh, that's the maximum mm -hmm. five years, and you need to stipulate on your OTP how your payment plan will go. So my mm -hmm. idea around mm -hmm. that was if I get an attorney just to register my name against the title deed um, to lodge it up until registration, I'm able right. to place a tenant. And that tenant is going to cover all those responsibilities that sure. the sure. owner couldn't obviously handle. So as it's then, then I obviously got a, a tenant in and I got him to pay for all the, the fees, the costs 
bear in mind that I'm in the industry. So I, I am sitting at, at a point of privilege, not to say that this yeah. is as simple as, as I make it sound. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have the resources uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm professional in that space. So I'm able to get it done as quickly as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I got a tenant, they started paying for, so I've been counting and the idea is I would like to sell this property in three years. Yes. Yeah, so that I settle my outstanding amount with the seller. Okay. And then I, I will take my profit. My profit is about 500,000 Rand since you wanted us to share oh, numbers. Wow. 500,000 Rand. I will then use that 500,000 Rand to buy a, another another um, property. Another property, uh, cash. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. I really like that. I really like how you are leveraging your knowledge as well, because most people want to do things before they understand them, right? They just yes. fall head on. The yes. second thing is there you are. Now you know this couple is getting divorced yes. and then you offer them to sell and you went yes. to an attorney, right? Mm-hmm. The exchange mm-hmm. of name it has happened. Yes. That's so mm. important. That mm. is so important. Yeah. 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 That is absolutely incredible, Tendisa. So, um, uh, so as you got your second property <laughs> yeah. and um, you got the tenant and everything, what was your next step in property after this? What okay, did you so- do? Or what else did you get involved in? Um, I'm currently trying to build a property now and I, I fortunately my, I've, so I've, I've fixed things with my, my father. Uh, when I said, when yes, I said he had came into yes. a dispute, so I fixed <laughs> it long. to understand you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so he then, he, he's got a, 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 a farm um, in, in, in Nekoruleni. So the area is booming. And it's, it's, there's a lot of infrastructure that's happening right now, mm-hmm. you know, and because simply another uh, advantage you have is there's a university that the government is planning on. Planning. On, on yes, at spring. So there's a lot that's happening. So I then uh, approached my dad to build on his land. So I got wow. the land for free. I got the land for free um, oh. and I'm just building on it as, as, we, as we speak. And obviously, once I've got a house there, I'm planning on doing um, Airbnb on it. I'm, I'm trying to, to do something with that space. But I'm trying to make it very, you know, um, um, travel friendly, if you, if you can yeah. call it. Yeah. So um, that's what I'm currently busy with now in construction. I'm trying to get into the construction industry, actually. It's, oh it's still goodness. real estate, but it's a different sector. You are developing now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Development <laughs> and wanting to do short-term rental all at the same time. That's very, very interesting. What I'm mm. interested in, Tembisa, now is your nerves. What's, what's, what's taming your nerves? No doubts, no fears. Even when the challenges come, what, what, keeps, you, what keeps you grounded in, in, in whatever now that you've chosen? Um, sure, that's a, that's a very interesting question. Mm. So as I've, as I've discovered myself more, I realized that it, 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 some of it might be 
traumatic experiences I've had in the past mm-hmm. um, that have affected me psychologically and mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mentioned the whole thing about um, having a dispute with my father, right? Yeah. I, yes. Just to break that a little bit down. Mm. I, from a very good school, from a comfortable mm-hmm. home, home. Yeah. Um, I went straight into the streets. Okay. So wow. I, I went and I stayed in a, there's a place I stayed in Guatemala. Um, yeah. in, in, in the township and I had I someone can. accommodate some space for me there uh, for about yeah. three months yeah. and yeah. one of the that's, that's where my that's what I call university of life that's where I started yeah. becoming yeah. you know serious and brave and and all of this because I uh, that's when I realized that you know what no one is coming to save you uh, you have to save yourself this is a situation yeah. we're sitting at now and um there's no time to waste, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I think that's developed based on the fact that I had to figure out because the person I was living with was not even providing food for me. So I had to, I had to really act upon that. I had to always ask yeah. people for, for monies. I've always had to look for jobs, you know, um, mm. you know, just those experiences that I've had uh, with no academic qualification so oh, yeah. Um, yeah it was very difficult yeah this young boy talking a lot of english and living a, a yeah a life a life <laughs> below below what your your parents um uh, aspired for you i can i can yeah. see that totally you're right yeah. so yeah. you knew that you just had to survive yeah, no, I had to survive. And, and fortunately, yeah. I, I believe, um, since I am an NG person, I believe that everything happens for a reason. Because yeah. when my dad took away my soccer boots in high, early high school. High school, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, which was, for me, it felt, at that time, it felt like he had taken away um, my dreams, totally. Yeah. So I then had to find an alternative passion. Yeah, which yeah. was entrepreneurship. I used yeah. to get involved in selling like cold drinks during sports yeah. days. I used to be involved. I, I, I started like a brand with my friends where we sold like apparel and, and caps to the other students. I got into like the gaming industry uh, where I bought games from my, my peers and I resold them for a higher price to my other peers. So I was very active. I was very active in, in school. And I think when, my, when that happened, when me leaving home and going to, you know, try and be independent, I already had accumulated that, that bravery, that courage and, oh. you know, that entrepreneurial okay. characteristic. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that really helped me a lot. And I think I, 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 I till this day, I thank my dad for being harsh on me. I thank my dad for, yeah. you know, yeah. because now we have even a much solid relationship and it makes so much sense why mm. everything has worked out so well. Yeah. So, yeah. I love, I love this attitude. Yeah. Um, so um, you've told us that quite a bit, Timbisa, about the resources that you have at your disposal. Who do you have in your network that you can rely on? Because I'm assuming by resources, you mean your network, right? Yeah. Who is in your network that you rely on that is helping you build your property portfolio? Okay, so we, 
Um, my my company Libertalia Group is is um, we've partnered up with Keller Williams. It's an international ah. agency. Yeah. So yeah, no. you yeah, love I, the I, good friends. You love yeah. the good friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I play okay. golf with the, I, I play golf with the CEO. He's so obsessed. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I've got him on on. He's very supportive. Uh, we've recently yeah. partnered up with Balwin Properties uh, okay. in the mm-hmm. south. So um, I've got connections with with their the, with relation. I'd like to call them relationships. Yeah, I've got a relationship mm, yeah. with Balwin Properties. We have a relationship with um, Uber. So O O B A. They are. Oh yeah, Uber. Oh yeah. Uber, oh, yes. yeah. The yeah. home loan. So yes. We we I um I've had I've I have coffee occasionally with the with the regional manager there. Um, mm-hmm. She's helped us have those relationships as well. And mm-hmm. uh, we have yeah. So these are important relationships. Not to forget the attorneys. Yes, I've got mm-hmm. relationships yeah. with um, Schindler attorneys as well as Nestle Chesley attorney conveyances. So they are conveyance yeah. in the conveyance mm-hmm. space. Um, these are the guys. That's why I'm able to get um, get. It may look like I'm getting properties easy, but I'm surrounded yeah. with with incredible knowledge from yeah. how conversation yes. works, how conveyancing yes. works, um, yes. you know, how developments work. I'm I'm very privileged to be in that space of networks. Know. Of, of, you know, so. Yeah, that's those are the people that are helping me to you know grow my networks. I've got uh, Vusi uh, Tembegwayo on my yeah. on my contact list as well. I did a valuation for him. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, so these yeah. are the, the guys that are helping me and grooming me to to become better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's powerful. That is very yeah. powerful. You forgot to tell yeah. us something. Let's just go back to something quickly. So yeah. how did Libertalia beca- uh, become what it is and how did you even begin getting into a, a place where you felt like you could become competition with your Pem Goldie? <laughs> yeah. um, you, so I think it goes back to the whole story about entrepreneurship. I've always been entrepreneurial. I've always um, got an interest I've always had interest in ownership, even like mm. just owning my own business, owning my own property, owning my own space type of thing. So I've always, mm. and I think that comes with a lot of a huge competitive mindset, which is which is something that I, I, I have because you're competing. Ownership is not easy. Freedom is not mm. easy. And if you want that, you need to definitely compete. So I think it's helped a lot that I'm running this brand with that mindset, um, just to answer your question about why, how I feel about competing with Pam Goldie and, and why I feel so confident is, is even with my business partner and my partners, we, we're very competitive. We do want, not only that, but we also do want to make a difference. You know, we've got a team of 32 agents now and they are selling well. They have access to resources that we've had. They have access to the knowledge wow. that we've had. You know, they... Uh, wow. They're really, really doing well as well. So it's helping us grow. It's helping us. It's exposing our brand. But how Libertalia started was when I, I was about to leave Pam Golding. And, um, <laughs> okay, to, to share with your audience. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the, the owner there, 
uh, who heads the north, south, east, west, told. So he 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 planted something. He reminded me of of my dad. I would say when when my dad when my dad um, and I had a dispute. Yeah. He told me that I would never make it in the industry if I wanted to start my own thing. So. Mm. That's the mindset that of to the wrong person throughout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hey, no. wow. Hey, no. when, the, yeah. when, when the advice goes totally against your soul, you're like, uh, <laughs> don't think so. So yeah. does Libertalia do sales and rental? Yes. Rental or property management right through. Okay. Yes, yes. So so Libertalia, mm. so Libertalia is a group. So we've got three divisions. We've got real estate, which is the property sales and property rentals. All right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and developments. Then we've got the finance uh, division where we've partnered up with Uber. So we do home loans for our clients. Um, okay. yeah. And then we have the last one, which is education. This is this is more of a this is the, the base, the main focus for the education is bringing in the youth, empowering them, yeah. getting them to take our tutorial courses where they even have access to getting Fidelity Fund certificates to be able to sell. So, um, yeah. so, so we get them to take our courses and they join the, the, the team and we, we train them and we mentor them. And that's, that's, that's so the beautiful. That's amazing. Okay. That yeah, is incredible. You, you earn, you build, and you give while you yeah. do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Love, love that model. Then I don't know about you. This has been so incredible. And I just, it feels like you've lived 10 lives already. Um, I can't mm-hmm. wait to see you um, owning the, the Baldwin size property and yeah we gotta bring you back here <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> yeah oh this has been so awesome i really am for Tavisa. Yeah. so Thank we can move so. on to the next segment of the show on to the next segment of our show magical feedback from our hosts where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode Hi guys, welcome to Magical Feedback. So, as, as usual, I'm going to have Misa start us off with her takeaways. I, I have loved this podcast so much. I am confused as to where to begin. But let's begin with the one that we haven't spoken about for the longest, longest time. If you happen to have bought a sectional title, Apartment. That means in an apartment block that has got a homeowners association, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can either complain or compliment or do something. What I heard um, Tembisa say was that he regrets never having gone to the eight to the annual general meetings of the sectional title place. Mm-hmm. And I agree with him totally because not only do I live in a sectional titled uh, property, but I also have been a director in homeowners association. This is how you know what's going on, where your money goes, where the levies go. But what is even more incredible is this is how you know who is in distress. That's how you Mm -hmm. find out which property Mm -hmm. to buy. Yes. Because we know the person who hasn't paid their levies for 12 months, 
We can't find them. They've disappeared and they just don't answer any emails. We hand it oh. over. Yeah, we hand it over to the attorneys and the attorneys are like, we're selling it off and we're selling it at the price of the levies. If you owe 180000 your property can be sold for 180000 and the homeowners association gets the levy price and, you know, we keep it moving. Wow. It is, it is. So listen up if you live in a sectional title. Yeah, yeah. That's how you know who's in distress. That's how you know why levies go up because, you know, we want to raise them, the salaries of the security guys. We want to fix whatever. We want to install a new uh, gate access system or something like that. So it's a very, very important thing to attend. It can be very annoying. Most of the meetings of homeowners associations happen at night and they end at 11 p.m. Tiring, but extremely important. Wow. Wow, Misa, this is crazy. It is. That's how you know who's in distress. We've got one owner in, yeah, we've got one owner in my complex who swiped all of the stands of people who were not paying levies. He owns nine stands. When it's annual general meeting time, he votes nine times. No. He's a developer, so he, he swiped. He because he knew who was in distress and who couldn't afford to pay. Yes. So he waited for us to take the stands over to the lawyers. All the people who were handed over, he went and offered them to say, well, you can't finish. Here I am. Let me give you 300000 and you walk away. At least you don't have to go to court and, you know, and whatever. And that's it. He's got nine then, nine. He's completing nine units in the same complex and he's gonna sell them off for something like um the lowest because of the small stand will sell for 3.1 million the wow this is genius actually like i didn't know that so definitely attend annual general meetings yeah yeah <laughs> and i guess this is why um even Same though job. i have a at my, yeah. <laughs> at, my, <laughs> at, your... at my ADMs, I'm always getting offers to, do you want to sell? Do you want to sell? Because I'm never at the meetings in person. And I'm just like, I'm always like, what gave you guys the impression that I want to sell? Even just last month, someone sent me a message to say, oh, this your property has tripled in value. Are you interested in selling? I was like, no. <laughs> it's the view. It's the view as well. So crazy. Yeah, that's the thing, right? It's the view. Like, why would I yeah. sound out? Like, yeah. the view is giving, is the one that's tripling the property price. Absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, I get where that is coming from because I have never attended an AGM and I've always had Celia <laughs> attend as my oh, proxy. God. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you for that. I didn't know, but Celia yeah. does a lot of work, guys. My interests are fully protected, even though I'm over here. Misa knows that I've been giving my uh, my body corporate house from all the way from afar. 
<laughs> my body confident wishes that like I would come and stand in place instead of Celia. They've had to fumigate the entire building. They've done so many things to that building thanks to my proxy. So clearly yeah. she is more, she knows more of what's going on than I do. So I'm yeah. grateful that she updates me. Yeah. She's a proper my, property manager. Mm. Yeah. My first takeaway is just, again, on just the importance of negotiation, right? So one skill that Tendisa displayed um, from the beginning was how, I guess, like negotiation and preparation. I can't take, can't separate these two takeaways, right? Is that before he knew he was going to get a house, he prepared for it. He prepared, he got savings, he did a bunch of things. And, um, you know, my financial advisor, when I decided I was to property she prepared she worked with me to get prepared for the pre-approval I was like I just want a property people say you've got a payslip and she was like no van this is what we're going to do you know so I was very lucky in that regard but I love how Tembisa really prepared mentally so when the opportunity and how he prepared financially so when the opportunity arose he could take advantage of it right and i think most of us have a hard time taking advantage of opportunities because we're not prepared when they do come so when you do see opportunities you can start to prepare for them and plan for them in advance so that's one thing and then um the other part of this takeaway is just having the ability to negotiate when you see the opportunity like he just he just knew how to negotiate. So, I mean, from the get-go, he had equity in his house. If he wants, he can refinance that house. He's almost done paying off the house. So he's almost just got like 450,000 rand and more because the house is probably appreciated over time. Absolutely. And he's got a tenant that's just sitting in that property. So just the power of negotiating is important. Love that, love that, love that a lot. So let's 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 take my my second takeaway is 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 a usual one that I do I do with mentees a lot when we are talking about um, financing of property. You know, when the bank says no to you and they don't offer a mortgage, it's not the end of the world, guys. It's not. And the big four banks in South Africa are not the only ones that give uh, property, um, that give uh, uh, property finance. So in the second deal that Tembisa has done, he has done something called the the installment of sale, right, which is which is a legal form of selling a property without going through a mortgage and it is regulated under the ALA the alienation of land agreement so the attorney draws up papers and takes off that house from the deeds office so that the seller doesn't sell it to several people obviously right so, so the two of them seller and buyer they go to the attorney and the attorney Mm -hmm. makes out, you know, a proper 
sales agreement to say this is when the sale happens this is how the payments are going to go maybe you want to pay every quarter or if you pay every month this is how it's going to go but necessarily the transfer is almost happening even before the seller collects all the money and you can do that a lot with sellers who are not desperate for their money upfront. They they just want a little bit of money. You say, okay, this is a million rent house. I've got 250,000 right now. You give them 250,000, they walk away and they're like, okay, let's sign the agreement. Pay me 50,000 every quarter for the next three years or for the next five years, depending on what the two parties agree on. I love those sales of agreement because how it works it helps people who come into a country and they don't have a credit score then. But mm. most people will have cash up front, yeah. but they can't, yeah, they will have cash up front, but not the, the complete 1 million rent for the house. But they have got 250,000 here, maybe the next quarter, some other thing matures and they will get another 250,000. So it helps, the ALA helps and it protects both the seller it protects and the buyer so that the seller doesn't go and sell the same property to multiple people. But underline this, it happens at the attorney's office. It's not a gentleman's agreement because you will lose your money or lose your property badly, badly, right? So I love that. I love, it's just the mechanism of financing properties. So ALA, yeah. Very good, very good, very good, good, good uh, takeaway, Nizo. Um, as you remember, it was an offer that I was made in Thailand. And yes. I'm still beating myself up for not taking that offer. But I think I didn't quite understand how powerful that offer was. And guys, we're going to try and bring the friend of mine that made me this From offer. Thailand, yes. Um, in Thailand because she wanted, she so badly wanted me to own that property. But you know what? The beautiful thing is she's a real estate agent also in Thailand, a real estate agent and an investor. So these offers are always available and I always have that connection with her. But I didn't understand it then. And mm -hmm. I came to me, so I was like, oh, she knows the apartment. Gorgeous, gorgeous little space. It's gorgeous. Yeah. You know, like into property the way that we are now. Yeah. <laughs> but That's probably thing. Yeah. trying to find us. <laughs> <laughs> but also, isn't it um exactly the, the previous feedback that you just gave? While you are busy collecting knowledge, collect mm. knowledge, don't have formal because all this work is actually very very good it's building blocks and mm. you sail through you get coached you get coached by other investors you get mm. coached as you interview as a host you get coached so it is very important work I feel like there's lots of preparatory mindset and your body must say yes to certain things rather than rushing into them we've seen people mm. do horrific things and lose horrible amounts of money yeah exactly i agree with that thank you for saying that although mm. yeah and also what i come to understand is that much as i love chiang mai uh chiang mai i guess chiang mai works for me when i'm not in chiang mai <laughs> 
financially. Chiang Mai is like a gorgeous city for me, but like it's it's a different energy for me, which brings me to my second uh, takeaway. Takeaway. I kept saying I am an old soul, and yeah. I follow tradition. And um, I don't think we talk a lot about this here, obviously, on the property podcast, but anyone that knows me knows why this is such a great takeaway for me, right? Is that he talked a lot about how he follows intuition. So I think he listened to his guy. He saw an email. He didn't fully understand what it was. He was like, I'm going to do this. My spirit is saying, do this. Then he did, then he, one thing led to another and he was like, oh, I'm going to be a PA in a real estate company. I'm going to do this. And he just always works with instinct, right? And also he's following his intuition. And I think that we don't talk a lot about that, but I have a saying that I've coined amongst my many sayings, like it's never about the money. And then my other favorite saying that I love to say is intuition is also a business strategy, right? So I love saying that because for me, I found that to be true, right? There are so many things that we don't realize. So most times, so my takeaway is always listen to your gut, right? And that being said, it's also important. I also feel like I need to have a little caveat which says, sometimes be able to tell the difference between your intuition and your trauma. But in general, most of us do know when something is telling, when we have that little nudge and to trust it. And what I love about Tembisa is that he didn't question too much. He just, he's been following that intuition and it's been leading him to incredible places. Incredible places. I really love that. Hey, yeah the intuition part. And he he kept trying all sorts of things as well. Mm -hmm. He's followed his intuition on several things and they've always turned up money, right? So I've got the last takeaway, but it's not a last takeaway, guys. The last takeaway he gave us was about the books and he kept referring to books in South Africa. I really like what he said because the books that I've read on, on, on real estate in South Africa are really dry, but to the point, and they are relevant to our country. So for people who are in South Africa and wanting to buy in South Africa, follow the, the writers that write here. And we, we keep getting some gems of several people that that, that, that that have done property and that have written books in, in, in South Africa. They understand the tax laws, they understand the property laws, and they understand our financial institutions and how to navigate the financial institutions. So it's very important to know your local market but also to be outward looking. Vanilla mm-hmm. and I were inspired by, by Bigger Pockets, which is a US-based podcast. Mm-hmm. And how we came into our own property journeys was that we went mm-hmm. and interpreted to say, what does they what do they mean when they say there's a Fannie Mae loan? And we found out that there is a flisp actually in South Africa, right? That caters to a certain market. So what do they mean when they say they are syndicate funds? And here we are, we are co-founders of Property Magicians, Stockfell. So in every country, there's a law. 
in every country, there is a professional that you need to know the nuances of that country, but don't shut anything out. And wherever you are, begin right there. I really like that. Oh, what a powerful takeaway, Mizo. Begin yeah. where you are. Yeah. So I guess my final takeaway, and I feel like I've had this takeaway before, but yeah. always allow your kids to have their own journey outside. Oh, yes. I think that as I get where we where a lot of black parents come from, right? I was yes. gonna say we so I get where a lot of black parents are coming from with wanting children to be academically gifted, right? And there's a difference between the academic mindset and the entrepreneurial mindset, right? I mean, some, some people, like I always say, like I became academic out of necessity, right? Like... But, like, to be honest, I don't think I cared for either entrepreneurship or academics as long as it got me to travel (laughs) and to see different parts of the world. (laughs) But I resonate so much with this podcast because my mom in particular was really, really upset when I said I was going to travel. But I truly believe that the only reason why I built the life that I have and why I've grown into my entrepreneurship strength, my entrepreneurship strength, and I'm doing things the way that I'm doing is precisely because I followed my own journey and my own path to go to do, uh, to go travel, to go see different parts of the world, you know, to go learn different languages, to go know different people. So I think that's so, so important. So I think that we have an idea as people in general of what one needs to do to be successful. But I think that every soul has their own journey and Tendisa is once more an example of that. And what I love is we've had so many people, so many young men in their 20s come through and share. Come through, yeah. Dropped out of school, they've done this, they've done that. And from doing all that, they have completely changed their lives and done some incredible things, right? And that goes against the norm. So just giving, like, kids that space Space. to go in. I I love that. I really, really believe that. And it's an education because parenting comes with with, with the baggage of Mm. you think you're doing the best for your child. And yet you are squashing their dreams. And I'm finding that we are learning a lot from millennials have got a different and and generation Z, they have got a very different way of communicating. So we we are in for a big encyclopedia, right? We need to learn. Yeah, that's a takeaway, actually. Um, it's a good takeaway. All right. Hey, let's move on to the next segment of the show, you guys. Now on to the journey to magical expansion, where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. Okay, so guys, welcome to the journey to magical expansion. So um, I'm going to have Mizo start us off with her favorite question in this, this segment. Is, this is my favorite um, 
Chendisa, uh, what book changed your life? If there was a book that changed your life, if there isn't, whatever it is that changed your life, let us know. This, this has to be my favorite question out of every question that you now asked. <laughs> <laughs> so which book? <laughs> um, how to win, win friends and influence people. Oh, yeah. Uh, by Dale Carnegie. By Dale Carnegie. That, okay. That, yeah. The, the, where I am today, I'll dedicate it to that book. Okay. Mm, oh, yeah. Wow. So it's really changed my life. I don't know. You, would you like me to emphasize more on why or um, is it just short questions? You can. Uh, you can whatever your soul wants. Okay. <laughs> Guys, I told you I'm an old soul. <laughs> I'll talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, okay, no, but um to be to be so yeah, that book changed my life because it taught me how to put your feet in someone else's shoes. It taught me to be selfless. Mm. And uh to be honest, everything that has happened in my life has extremely done so well that way I've extremely done so well in is because I've always been portrayed as a selfless person and an approachable person and it's because of those skills that I've acquired from there mm. Mm. the ability to connect with people regardless mm. of where they come from where they come from yeah, yeah love that yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so what keeps you inspired Timbisa uh, big dreams massive dreams <laughs> yeah i think my my dreams are i dream i, I even dream while i walk <laughs> so i'm yeah. visualizing and, mm-hmm. and so, um and i yeah i think that's my biggest inspiration is i feel that i am led by um by wanting to see more seeking wanting to seek more and yeah that's what inspires me just to find out what's on the other side of the on the, of the lease Mm. Awesome. Mm. awesome. I love there, that so much. Is there anything you you wish you had known or done before embarking on your property investment journey? Are there things that you look back on and you think, Dan, I wish I had Yeah, definitely. I wish I wish I had um stayed in that that AGM meeting, that first AGM meeting I had had to attend because that's where the information really comes in. That's where you're able to, to make a lot, um, make a difference in your investment. And because that's where they, they that's where you discuss. You know, so the AGM for the body corporate is because the first property I got was in a sectional title. Okay. Yeah. So we had to we pay levies you know, and, and, and those certain fees. So I used to miss those meetings a lot every yeah. year. <laughs> and, um, I wish I had attended those meetings from day one because I, it's only recently where I started understanding why a levy increase happens, um, what the actual mm-hmm. rate is for a levy increase, which is yeah. generally 6%. Um, yeah. You know, what... Uh, uh, HOA is what uh, maintenance yeah. does. How the yeah. how the body corporate makes. So those things are, are so important because when you get your second investment property, you are able to do your calculations correctly. You are able to no do a proper ROI yes. for yes. many for the years that you yes. want to own your property. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 
Yeah, that's that's powerful. Such power there, hey? Such power there. Okay. Yeah. What do you think you still need to learn in property, Tembisa? Um, Valuations. That's a big space. There's only 236 registered property valuers in the country. And and 10% of them are black, if not less than that. Mm. Um, Wow. And it's such an easy job. It's an easy job. That is so crazy. It is. The government pays for it. The banks pay for it. Homeowners pay for it. And there's only 236 people that are eating that money. Wow. That is, okay, that's brand new information. I did not know any of that. Yeah. yeah, no. So I like, I like, I like, I like my 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 friends who don't know much about valuation. They have their properties valuated and then valuated again and valuated. You know, so just so that you can tell people that you know my property um, is five point two million now and it has appreciated six percent and and yeah. and. The projections are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I mean, I just love it. Sometimes it's like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Actually, you know what's great? What's even more interesting? The space is actually not, it's bigger than we think. Um, recently, I'm not sure which building it was, one of the big buildings uh, was, was 1.2 billion that they were owing to municipality the city yeah the city yeah so um there's a there's a property valuation company that got the deal <laughs> and they are their only task was to object because you can get a supplementary objection and yeah. they just had to object and they won the case so they i think they accumulated like 500 million i don't i don't I've, Please, um, the numbers, we need, I need to Google the numbers, but it was in the millions, multi-millions. And they looked for black valuers, which is one thing that caught my attention. They, mm. they, they're trying, there's a lot of BE benefits in that. Um, yeah. So I think we need more black people to be property valuers to, to share that, that income. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. very, very fascinating. It's so yeah. fascinating. Uh, Tembisa, my very last question is my favorite question because, you know, other people don't necessarily use books as their source of information. What's your one property resource that you want to share beyond books? Is there a favorite YouTube podcast as you commute between two meetings or any other resource um, in property or business? that you'd like to share with our listeners. Another young person is listening to this podcast and wondering, what is he eating? I want to eat the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) What is he eating? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. There's there's so many. It's so difficult to to pick one because if I pick one, it affects the other. But um, so so choose, choose the two other three. Okay. Um, okay. Um, read, read all, read all. Try and read real estate related books in South Africa. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of people read Rich Dad Poor Dad. These are like American authors. They don't give you the numbers. They don't give you the the tax exemptions. 
that we have in, in this country. Yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah. Try, try, try and stay away from fantasy books. Well, they're not fantasy books. I mean, I've read Rich Dad Poor Dad, and it's it's changed my life. You know, it's it's. I'm not to look down on Rich Dad Poor Dad or anything like that. But um, doesn't it, it doesn't give you the breakdown of yeah. what what what's a tax exemption, what's a yeah. transfer duty, what's yeah. a um 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 when you sell your property and you you can get a reduction yeah, on that. Trans- yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that you um that you learn about real estate, about property yeah. in South Africa. Mm. So read read a lot of local books. Yeah. And then another thing is um watch a lot of YouTube videos on local YouTube videos. Again, local local, local content. Yeah. Read, yeah. look, read. I mean, we 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 have we look at what is a private property. They host like yeah. episodes every week. On yeah. on the uh, on people in this the podcast that I'm on right now um is is where you sorry us. oh us. you mean no, you guys oh yeah of course yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> property yeah. magician is free and it really it really speaks to Swati and and yeah. and Sizwana and Sizulu about property and that's why you came on wow. Tembi but that's wow. it. That's it. I am so yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that the South African books may seem very dry, but yeah. you know they break it down. They almost understand our mental status and the capacity yeah. for us to take in what yeah. property investing is about. I'm yeah. so glad you mentioned that, Tempisa. Yeah. You've been such a blessing. Oh, yes. Yeah, so. Much. so- Thank you, Tembi. So before you go, I have my final question, yeah. which is to ask, what was your intention for coming on this show, on the podcast? And wh- how can people get hold of you? What do you need? Is there anything that you particularly need from our audience? Feel free to ask for it. And how do people get hold of you? Give us your website and other information that you feel comfortable sharing. Yeah. So to answer your first question, um, when when I, I I spoke to you, to you guys and um, when when you when you reached out and your 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 description was 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 so so I'm a I'm a philanthropist by passion, right? Yeah. So yeah. anything anything that makes me give back the value that I already have and I can share with others, I'm for it. So. Yeah. Um, definitely would like wanted to share this 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 story, my story. Mm-hmm. Uh, to a lot of young, I I always we always have people inquiring about getting into property, and I feel that uh, big platforms like this people need to watch so that they they know how to get they into learn. those places. And I felt that it was very it would have been an such an honor for me to you know come and share my knowledge and share it with the audience. Um, so yeah, that was definitely my main reason for get for getting into the into the show. And then the uh, where you can find me, yes, where you can find me on socials. I am Tembisa Winston Bunene on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm everywhere actually. Yes, and then yeah. I have. Um, Uh, my business page, Libertalia Group. If you search Libertalia Group, you'll find us everywhere. Or Libertalia Real Estate, you'll find us yeah. everywhere. YouTube, Instagram, you name it. All social platforms. Okay. And yeah. 
and you sell and you advertise um, the properties that you sell on Libertalia Tembisa? Oh, yes, yes, that's important. Our website, so www.libertalia.co.za. Yes. And how do people spell, spell Libertalia? Yes, it's L I B E R T A L I A Libertalia. It's, 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 it's like, yeah. So it's libertaliagroup.com? And, oh, no, no, it's, 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 it's www.libertalia.co.za. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. So we've got everything there um, from the property to education to finance side. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Thank yeah. you so your, much. Your LinkedIn really stands out. It stood out. I mean, you are on top of, oh. I said, all I did was real estate property, uh, Africa. I said Africa, right? Wow. African <laughs> states. And you're the first person that came up was you. And I just wow. decided that's him. If it's him, wow. then that's him. <laughs> wow. wow, that's so that's so amazing to hear. I didn't know that. I'm gonna sleep yeah. so well tonight. <laughs> On LinkedIn, imagine that. So that's exactly what it did. And then there was some some um, uh, Ethiopian guys that came right after you. Na none of the South Africans really. Other South Africans came after. It was other African states: Kenya, Ethiopia, Somalia, mm. Somalia again, and Rwanda. That's, oh that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. wow. Whoever is doing that, they must keep doing it. Yeah. We like Great. that. We oh, like thank that. you so much. I, 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 can I just add on? I think it, it, it helps that. Um, I, I suppose it, it's been great PR because we were nominated recently for top 16 youth owned brands in South Africa. My. Wow. Yeah. That is oh, I should have mentioned it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. Oh my I, I was here for, I was here for, I was, like I said, I was here for philanthropy, not to promote, but anyways. <laughs> no, you promote. The business has to grow so that other young people can believe that you can. And yeah. at 25 to own a brand. And yeah. a brand, when I tell you that I was on LinkedIn on a Sunday morning and your name came up tops of wow. Africa and real estate. That's all I did. I said wow. Africa plus real estate plus property. Those are the three wow. terms that I use. So please, oh. yeah, your social media person, tell them they do great. Yeah. Thank you so Let much. Let them go. Thank you so you. much. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. Thank you You've been so a blessing. Much, uh, thank you so much. Uh, so property magicians, yeah, property magicians, just to remind you, this podcast is sponsored by Property Magician Stockfell, our collective Stockfell, where we, we teach as we earn and we teach our communities to earn as they learn. So when you want to join our property Stockfell um, to raise funds for developers that are developing like Tembisa, <laughs> please join us on Stockfeller app, S-T-O-K-F-E-L-L-A, um, that's the app that you find in the Play Store or your 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 Google Store. What is it called then? That's uh, that app. But if you live outside place, of South Africa, uh, Stockfeller. 
Stop the Stop app. <laughs> That's the name of the app. And for those that cannot download the Stockfeller app because they don't live in South Africa, Namibia, or Lesotho, do not despair. Please go onto our website, on our webpage, www.wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfell, and you will find the link on how to join our WhatsApp group and how to deposit your money and your joining fee for the stock fell is as minimum as a thousand bucks, thousand rands in South African terms. And you can participate in our stock fell. We are on to deal five where we, we sponsor a developer at a very, very good interest. And you, and we have got learning webinars, tutorials that we give um, each month. So, Join us at the Property Magician Stockfell. Shall we leave it there? Yes, definitely. Thank you, Riza. Thank you, Tenvisa. We will see you, Property Magicians, in the next episode. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening, Property Magicians. My name is Vangile Makwakwa, and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as vangile makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Thank you for listening. I am Dr. Miranda Prop Doc Mum on all the social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm the host of Property Magicians Podcast and I'm a property mentor. I mentor newbie property investors to help them to begin and to take action. Your journey into property investment begins with me from property registration, from property company registration to picking the correct strategy that suits where you are at. Find me on my inbox at Miranda at wealthy-money.com. Again, inbox me at Miranda at wealthy-money.com if you want me to help you start your property journey.